Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. Guys, fucking so cool to be with you here today, episode number 100. Triple digits, baby. Amazing. It's been uh, a ride along in this podcast and it's been so great to have you all on. And I appreciate you. And you may have heard me say that before and I'm going to say it again because I really, really mean it because I know how fucking challenging it can be on this journey, right? And how hard it can be to kind of face our own truths about who and what we think is true in this world, especially when it comes to alcohol, right? So hats off to you all, you know, like you're doing something brave, you're doing something bold and you're doing something courageous. So I think that deserves a lot of respect no matter where you are on this journey. And thank you for all the uh, feedback from last week's podcast, episode 99 about the power of intention. A lot of you guys messaged me and said how, how helpful that was for you. So that's fantastic. And Today, I want to do like a little bit of a continuation on that and just kind of keep reinforcing it, right? Like, so you'll see as we go through what I mean. So today's episode, number 100, is called Drinking About Thinking. And no, I didn't get that wrong. I just thought I'd have a little cheeky little pun there with you. Yeah, so it's called Drinking About Thinking or Thinking About Drinking, more aptly put, right? And the reason why... I'm talking about this week is because I've noticed it's been coming up with a few of the guys that I've been working with and I notice it in myself right it's not just about alcohol but we're going to talk about it in the context of alcohol is that when you are rethinking alcohol when you're taking a break whatever it might look like there are going to be times where you still think about alcohol right and what I want for you to take away from this episode today is to realize that that's completely fucking normal. It's okay if you notice yourself thinking about having a beer after work or how nice it would be to have a cold one after a long day playing golf or whatever it looks like, right? It's okay that those thoughts are there. And what I want to show you today is about a little bit of like understanding why that happens, what goes on in our brain. And I'm going to do a little visualization exercise with you as well if you want to join in totally optional just to really show you like how powerful our brains are how powerful language is and how powerful the when we have like an emotional connection to something how our brain wants to remember it so there was this study way back when in 1890 is by a guy called Pavlov uh, he was a Russian I think he was Russian or uh, somewhere along those lines right like a guy called Ivan Pavlov um he was a physiologist not a psychologist apparently and he created this study right Pavlov's dogs and I may have talked about it on the podcast before and I'm going to talk about it again because I think it's so so helpful he did this study and it actually kind of highlighted or brought to the world conditioning or how conditioning works right like how we there's an expected response to something that happens in our environment and in this study right he had all of these dogs and he did this test where he was feeding these dogs right and his 
hypothesis, if you like, was that the dogs were going to salivate in response to that food being placed in front of them. But the amazing thing about this study is that that salivation, like those dogs anticipating the food, actually happened way before the food even got to them. Like there was the people, scientists, I guess, who would bring the food down the corridor, right? And the dogs got so used to those people coming down that they began to hear the footsteps. And when they heard the footsteps, that is when their mouth would begin to salivate. Like they'd be anticipating, expecting that food. And I was talking to one of my clients about this this week. And I was like, have you ever had a conversation with someone like you are talking about food for some reason, right? Maybe it's a cookery show. You're talking about your favorite food. And all of a sudden you go, oh, I'm really hungry now. Right. <laughs> but that that's because of this. It's because you started thinking about that food. And what it's done is like set off all of these neural pathways in your brain in anticipation of having that food. So like releases hunger hormones, which is ghrelin. And it's so fascinating because like this is what happens with alcohol as well. Right. When you start thinking about alcohol, then creates some kind of bodily response in you right like your body's anticipating expecting that's what's going to be happening another little example of that in a group call that i had we were talking about smells and and certain occasions and it's coming up to the summer right in the uk at least and there's a lot of associations to drinking alcohol and sunshine so you know when the sun comes out even I notice it in myself still, but like other guys, they think, oh, it'd be nice to have a beer right now. And if you've listened to the podcast with William Porter and Alcohol Explained, you know, that idea of like having a cold beer seems really appealing. And that what I've since learned that it was not necessarily about the alcohol that it might have been, but it was also just that having that nice cold drink. Like that was what I was really craving for in that moment. And so we start thinking about something right because our thoughts create our feelings and then our brain has this like stored memory of those occasions now coupled with the fact that remember our brain releases dopamine and that's in the reward center so when we do something and it feels rewarding it makes sense that our brain is going to remember that for the next time so i was talking about this example of i went to the pub very close to where I live and they do amazing Thai food so there's this whole Thai kitchen but then there's a pub there as well and even now when I go into the toilets that the smell when I go in there just reminds me of being in there and doing loads of gear and getting pissed on Fridays and Saturday nights and it's just fascinating like even now four or four and a half years later like I still notice that in myself and maybe now I notice it because I'm noticing it but it's this idea of that conditioning right like that expectation that our brain has and the reason it's there is because we've done it so many times and it's the brain's thinking that it's going to happen again for you so i want to do a little exercise with you and maybe already like that sharing those couple of stories it's like started like firing off some memories and things in your mind of like occasions where you weren't wanting to drink but you ended up thinking about drinking and that's okay, right? It's okay that you noticed it. And what we're going to do in this podcast is like, see how you can almost withdraw with like detach from that and just make sense of why that's happening without actually making it mean anything about why it's happening. So let me just guide you through this little visualization exercise. Okay, it won't take very long. And you totally don't have to do it if you don't want to. 
So if you want, close your eyes and just for a minute, right, I want you to imagine that you're in a kitchen. Could be your kitchen, could it be the kitchen that you were growing up in when you were young, could be the kitchen at school, could be the kitchen at work. Like whichever kitchen it is, just pick one, right? And just imagine it, which one is familiar with you. And then when you're in that kitchen, I just want you to imagine that on the side, there's this bowl. And in that bowl, is some lemons. And you go out and you reach out a lemon and the, you see like the nice big yellow lemon in front of you. And you pick it up, right? You pick it up and you, can, and you notice the weight of it, right? Like notice how it feels in your hand as you're holding it. And then you begin to put your hand over it right you begin to feel the texture of it you begin to feel like that waxiness and you notice the little porous surface of the lemon and then i want you to imagine that you lift that lemon to your face right very close to your nose and you smell it right begin to start smelling that lemon imagining what that lemon smells like right now and then you put the lemon on the side you take a knife and you cut that lemon in half and you cut it in half, and as you cut it in half, you see all the flesh, right? You see all that nice juicy flesh there. And it hits your nose, right? Like you get that real sharp smell of the lemon. Now I want you to imagine just taking that lemon, picking it up and like touching your tongue with it, right? You feel that sharpness or that sourness of the lemon. And then imagine like you just bite into it and you could, uh, you feel your jaw go all tingly at the back and you really notice what it feels like to bite into that lemon and you, with your mouth just kind of full of that lemon juice. So now that's the visualization exercise finished. And I want you just to check in. What do you notice happening in your mouth right now? Do you notice it's got a little bit more watery? Do you notice that your brain has started anticipating eating a lemon? Like how fucking fascinating is that, right? Like our brain is is thinking without something being there, something that's happened in the past because you've eaten lemons before or in the past you've had beer and your brain is able to imagine the smell. It's able to imagine the taste. It's able to imagine where you were, what you were doing, right? Who you were with. Like our brains are amazing because they want to look at the past. They want to look at the past and they have all of that experience and memory and to that memory is this emotion attached to it. So it's really powerful. So you can see that that recalling of eating a lemon is also coupled with a conditioned reflex, right? Like your brain is going to the past and it's finding all that evidence of what this was like and how it tasted, etc. And it's such an amazing thing to see, right? Because once you, you can see that, you can see that also happens with alcohol. So if you are not drinking and you go to an event and people are drinking, a bit like the example I gave a couple of episodes where I went to a beer festival, that was what was happening for me. Like my brain was thinking of the past and about how I used to try beers and it started creating this kind of physical effect for me. Now, once we can recognize that and notice that actually it doesn't mean anything, right? Like it didn't mean that I wanted to have a beer. It doesn't mean that you want to have a beer just because you're having a memory of having a beer. This is really powerful. This is where you've got a couple of choices, right? Like you can either believe that that is true, right? And make it mean like, oh, 
it must mean that I want a beer or you start having an urge and you start fighting with it perhaps or you can recognize like oh this is just my conditioned mind this is just my brain the way that I've trained it in the past around alcohol and this environment that I'm in right now because thinking about drinking is normal right it makes sense that you might still think about drinking once you've stopped because we can't underestimate our brain's desire for like familiarity patterns and predictability, right? When we can be at peace with that, when we can kind of make, accept that, okay, yeah, my brain is doing what it thinks is about to happen, then that's a really, really powerful thing. Because once we know that we can do that and not make it mean anything about ourselves, it instantly starts to lose its power. You can just really fully observe it and go, okay, yeah, my brain's having a memory about a drink in a very similar situation, but this isn't who I am now. This isn't what I want to do anymore. This week, I have heard this little phrase, and I think it's so cool to consider, right? Competence creates confidence. So the more confident you get in recognizing your brain is just bringing up a memory which is creating emotions in you which feels like you want to drink but doesn't mean that you actually want to drink and that is really just an embodied conditioned memory response like remember the lemma right remember the more competent you become in recognizing your brain is just offering you a thought rather than it actually meaning anything about who you are the more confident you become not to react to it the more confident you can be just to allow it to be there without acting on it, right? Perhaps even to laugh at it. Sometimes the stuff that my brain comes out with is hilarious, right? So laugh at it, right? Like that's that's the meta skill right there because the more that you do that, that's going to help you to allow urges, right? When you think you want to drink because of how you feel, you can just let that shit pass on by. You don't have to be beholden to your brain's stored memories doing what it's supposed to do. You can step back and just witness like, actually, that's not me. Like, this is just who I used to be. Often I talk about the seesaw of change with the guys I work with, right? And on that seesaw, in the beginning, like one end is just rooted to the floor. And that's all your reasons why you drink and all the evidence and past experiences you've had. And then as you are rethinking alcohol, that seesaw it begins to tip and it begins to change because you're creating more evidence for yourself on that other side more experiences right of not drinking alcohol when you stop drinking alcohol when you rethink alcohol or even take a break like there's probably going to be a lot of firsts that you are doing in your life if you're anything like me right i most of my adult life i just spent drinking or teenage life and adult life i spent drinking so when i stopped drinking I was having to do a lot of things for the first time without alcohol and where I'd made myself dependent on alcohol in terms of how I had fun and how I relaxed and how I laughed, right? Thinking that I needed alcohol in order to have all those things. Of course, it was uncomfortable in the beginning. But over time, the more that I went out, the more comfortable I got being around people drinking, for example, or being okay with me not drinking, the more evidence I created for myself and that seesaw began to tip. So I had more evidence of not drinking. So if you notice that your brain wants to think about drinking, this is what I would suggest, right? Firstly, just acknowledge that. Acknowledge that you're thinking about drinking, right? 
whether you say it out loud or write it down or whatever it looks like, right? Just acknowledge that that's what's happening. And then you can just accept it's there without accepting that it's true. Knowing that, oh, yeah, my brain's thinking about this because this is what I used to do, right? How can you start to think about it in the past tense? Think about what you used to do in the past tense. Like, oh, this is what I used to do. This is how I used to be at these events. And now I'm doing it differently. So when you start to acknowledge them, accept them without them being true, then you can just anticipate that your brain is going to have thoughts about alcohol, right? Just like my brain still does now, all these years later. And I'm totally fine with it because I've learned that that's not me consciously thinking about wanting to have a drink. Like that's just my conditioned mind, right? That's those dogs that have been, they've got a cue, right? A cue being like a trigger in a sense that they used to hear the footsteps, but for me, it might be on a sunny day in a beer garden. Like that might be my cue. And recognizing that that's just a conditioned mind, that like not who I am, that's not really what I want at all. Then you can start to like reduce that panic you might have about it, right? Like watch where your brain tries to freak out and you start thinking, oh man, this is a problem. Like I shouldn't be thinking like this what if I have a drink, right? That's when fear starts showing up. And fear is like one of the greatest illusionists, right? Like fear wants to make out like worst possible case scenarios. And all it does is actually keep giving you more of what you don't want. So the anticipation of having thoughts doesn't mean you're going to have them every single time you go out, but is knowing that they might come up for you. And that all ties into the three P's of sobriety, right? Planning, practice, patience. Part of that planning is planning for you to recognize that sometimes you're going to have thoughts about drinking and that you don't have to believe them. You don't have to buy into them. You can actually just neutralize them in a sense and be okay with them being there. Go, oh, yeah, of course I'm having these thoughts. It makes sense that I'm having these thoughts and I don't have to do anything about it, right? I don't have to react to them. I don't have to do anything other than just acknowledge them and move on, right? And I know sometimes our emotions, right? Like they, when those urges comes, it overrides our logic and we're perhaps not able to think in a in a way that's gonna help or serve as best, right? And maybe you do decide to drink when you notice these thoughts come up. And this is an awesome opportunity for you to afterwards go, okay, what happened there? How can I learn from this? What was I thinking? What did I notice about those thoughts? How did they make me feel? Because remember that lemon exercise, right? Like how you think is creating some feelings inside of you and your brain's going back and using feelings that you've already had in the past. So use it as an opportunity to learn from it. Like the more you become aware of what's happened and why, like this is where you get to reclaim your control around alcohol. This is where you get to stop living on autopilot and actually decide with purpose, with consciousness, like being deliberate, like with the power of intention that you don't want to drink, that you're just watching your brain and you do not have to react to it. All right, guys, there you go. Drinking about thinking. So lots there for you to think about. And, you know, it's really powerful to, and it's been really powerful for me in my life to really, really see that I don't have to believe what I think. And when we 
even those beliefs that like feel really true because they've got an emotional connection to them like having compassion for yourselves like beginning to recognize like it's okay that i that i had these thoughts right i don't have to be afraid of thinking like this when you can begin to let go of some of that fear right amazing things will happen because that fear all it does is just keep giving you more of what you don't want so guys episode 100 thank you all again for listening i will be here for another 100 episodes i have no intentions of stopping this podcast i have more and more ideas and different different ways of sharing things with you so i'm really looking forward to doing that have an amazing day take care of yourselves and i'll see you again soon bye bye